How's it going, everybody? It's Hector Garcia. Uh, before we move on to talking about character regarding preparing your skirt for the Sid Field method, we're going to take a little bit of time to discuss the specific sequences that you can add and focus on in your, uh, your paradigm. We'll be including the eight sequences that make up the paradigm following percentages. So we'll be working through the ordinary world, the inciting incident, debate, your first act, first steps, first attempt, midpoint, and so on and so forth. So stay tuned. How's it going, everybody? It's Hector Garcia here. And today we're going to take a break from talking about preparing our script via the Sid Field method to talk a bit about the sequences that make up a paradigm. And so the way we'll be looking at this is there are eight sequences total that you can look at in a paradigm. And each one has its specific properties and essential roles in playing out your story as you write it. Now, another way we can look at this is imagining that your whole script your 120 pages is 100%. We'll be looking at this bit by bit by percentage. So we'll start for the first 10% of your script. And that is going to be your first sequence, The Ordinary World. Now, the purpose of The Ordinary World is to show your audience what the characters' lives are like before the inciting incident comes crashing through. We establish the genre, we establish a relationship with the reader, we establish your own style, your introduction to your own writing style, and we define who the protagonist is as a person. This is the perfect opportunity to really build your world and show us the everyday life of your protagonist, your main character. In, uh, in John Wick, we see our main character, John Wick, he struggles to overcome grief and mourning for his wife and building a relationship with the dog left behind by his wife. And this is, this is John Wick's ordinary world at the moment before the inciting, uh, well, before your plot point one, really where John Wick makes the decision to go out on a mission. And so this is the perfect chance to work not just on backstory, but also, ooh, excuse me, on personal character development. Now, that's just the first 10%, your, your first sequence, the ordinary world. After that, we move on to the next piece, the event. When you look at the ordinary world, that goes from 0 to 10%, but at 10% is an event called the inciting incident. This is the event that penetrates the ordinary world and leads to the dramatic question. It's a, uh, the inciting incident is a scene that connects ordinary world and debate, which is the next sequence. And it also attaches the dramatic question to the story. It, dra it drags it into your mind. Now, this is typically when the outside factor is introduced in the story. And it changes things. It launches the character into action for the first time 
before before the main idea is brought out, before the main dramatic question is brought out, you know, they they deal with this trouble that somewhat changes their ordinary world, something that shatters their everyday life. And so this is typically the event where such a thing would happen. Going back to Kung Fu Panda, the you could say the inciting incident was the was the festival that was held in the town for revealing the dragon warrior. That was something that interrupted Poe's everyday life because instead of just serving noodles at the shop, he had the option, the opportunity to go and visit the visit the festival. Uh, of course, under the guise to sell noodles, but this is something that changes everyday life and propelled the story forward. Now, after that, 10%, we have the next sequence, sequence number two out of eight, that goes from 10% to 25% of your story. That sequence is the debate. The debate is where the heroes, the protagonists, must decide how to respond to the inciting incident, and then they have to make a choice. This is also the end of Act 1, and it's the final decision, if you will. This is where the main threat, the main problem is introduced, the main want, the main desire. Whatever problem the protagonist is having, their dramatic question, this is an opportunity to make their first attempt towards it. And so this is where they debate, this, this is where they decide and make the choice to go on their journey. Now, after that, we stop at 25%. The debate goes from 10 to 25%. 25% mark is Act 1. Everything before that, the first 25% of your film is Act 1. And it's the first part with the purpose to force the hero to leave the ordinary world, first of all. And to force the hero to accept their mission. And then when accepting this mission we go to the third part, which is establishing the dramatic question. This is the three main purposes of your act one. And of course, keep in mind, um, as I mentioned earlier, this isn't concrete. Like I said, there's no exact way of doing things when it comes to writing a script. These are just uh, separate guidelines, ideas to get your thinking going and maybe pin down something more concrete with more structure to help ease the writing of your, your own script. And so now with Act 1, we go to the third sequence, which is the first steps. And you could say this is from 25% to 37% of your film. We're already in Act 2 by this point, might I add. And this is where the hero makes their first steps. They leave the old world behind and assess the dangers of the new one. They attempt to react in the most rational way possible given their character and circumstances of Act 1. So, in this sense, you have your hero going out. They're on their journey. They're making their literal first attempt to answer the dramatic question, to complete their mission, to satisfy their desire, to solve the problem. And so, this is where we start putting all of the all of the personality traits, all of the ideas of the character into action. And we see him propel the story forward. People often argue whether uh, a script is story-driven or character-driven, but it's always never one or the other. Because in this instance, 
this is where the character begins to drive the story, really. And with that, you can also keep in mind that having a strong character really does make a good story. That's also a really good thing to focus on. If you write out your character and you know your character well enough, then what really matters is the choices they make. Because the choices they make not only drive the story forward, but they reveal to us who that person really is as a person. It shows us their true character through their choices. And so now with the first steps, going to 37% of the film, we move on to the next sequence, the fourth sequence out of eight, which is the first attempts. And that goes from 37 to 50% of the, the film. This is where the hero finds more focus and begins their first legitimate attempt at solving the problem. This is where they're there, they're facing the main threat, and they make their attempt to fix it. Or to solve their big dramatic question. To find their desire. To know the answer. And typically, this is where you arrive at the midpoint. This is the climax of the rising action in Act 2. And it's at this point where we start to, I guess, uh, raise the stakes, if you will. This is where the mid we reach the midpoint where it changes everything. Because the midpoint is here at the 50% mark. And so by this point, you have 50% of your script, about 60 pages total. And at this point, you're at the midpoint of the movie that reverses what is previously believed to be true, something that changes the stakes or otherwise creates a new environment of given circumstances for the protagonist. Now, all in all, when you arrive at your midpoint, they try to solve a problem. They try to seek the answer, the solution, and when they do, it should, it should definitely feel like a victory or a defeat. This is something that's very common with a lot of films, but it's something that should also be strong enough that it demands an emotional reaction from the protagonist as well. This is something that affects them because this is their big dramatic question. And at this point, you don't really think what happens next. You think what, what does the antagonist do next? After their choice, you focus on the characters and think about their reaction. The reaction of the protagonist, the reaction of the antagonist, the reaction of the side characters. And typically you could do this, you can insert this midpoint at the end or beginning of a long sequence. And the character for uh, the character choices are the driving force of the story. Don't forget that. So this is where those choices make the most impact. You know, it shows that after they tried to solve their problem, whether it was a victory or defeat, how did that affect them and the people around them? Now, if you took the film Kung Fu Panda, for example, again, and the reason I use it so often is because it really is an, a decent, uh, it's a nice example of script writing. And for that film, you can say that the midpoint is when Poe, he arrives at the temple to bring down the, the dragon scroll for the first time with Master Shifu. And he opens it up and sees that the scroll is completely blank and that there is no determined dragon warrior. And so 
This is the midpoint where it affects everything. Characters make their choices, they react, and when when I uh, when you say it could be a victory or defeat, you could say in this instance it is a defeat, something that does demand emotional reaction from the protagonist, from Poe. And we'll stop at there for now. I feel like I've been dragging on a bit for this episode. But next time we'll continue talking more about the sequences left. The last half, I guess you should say. And we'll talk a little bit about villain archetypes too, if we have the chance. Uh, until next time, this is Hector Garcia in The Writing Room. Thank you for listening.